All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. All right, guys, I have been here sitting with my good friend and I've known this woman. How long have I known you? I'm assuming it's 10 years. I think I found you when I started. I mean, so Beth and I have known each other. I'm going to just give you the simple Beth breakdown, health coach, like breakdown for everybody before we dive into this podcast, guys, which (laughs) let me just, yeah. Let me just say this. This podcast is going to be so amazing because Beth is that person that you want to know. Doesn't matter if you're a brand new coach, doesn't matter if you've been around for a long time. Beth's going to be able to share her story on why she is doing what she does now. But I will give you the skinny because I want you to stay for this whole episode. And the skinny is this. So many times you're going to hear people telling you, you need publicity, you need to be visible, you need to be showing up in magazines or TV or any of these different opportunities. What's amazing about listening to this woman is I don't want you to do what I did before, get those opportunities, but then not really know how to show up and back my message because I had a fear of being interviewed, a fear of showing up in that kind of way, even though you would never think it because I'm all over YouTube, but this woman is going to break it down on why it is so important to be super clear on your message so that when you do branch out, when you do this work that is so essential, it's really going to work for you. All right. That was what? A five minute mouthful. (laughs) That was awesome. Tell everyone Tell everyone a little backstory where, what you, what you're about, what got you this place so that we can set the stage for a kick-ass podcast. So the backstory, it actually starts in 1994. I actually went to LA to visit my sister and I was at the comedy store watching, you know, a comedy show. Jay Leto comes in, Jay Leto of The Tonight Show. He does his spiel. And at that time, I'm a little baby. I'm like 19. And I'm in the audience with my girlfriend. He's like, what's your major? He's like, what are you going to do with that? And I said, I'm going to work for you one day. And he laughed it off. But after the show, he gave me his card and he said, hey, come to the studio tomorrow and I'll interview you. I became his intern for the summer and that was a summer of Forrest Gump and uh, impossible. Like that was Harrison Ford, Tom Cruise, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Smither. Like that was the summer. And I got to be like the intern and hang out with them, which really changed the trajectory of my life. Cause I was going to be a corporate communication spokesperson. And I was like, I'm going to be a TV producer because this is it. 
I came home, I worked for Warner Brothers in movies. I did the, I was on the Brady Bunch movie. I worked on them a little bit. I came home, I worked for MTV for a long time, doing the movie awards and the music awards and BH1, Nickelodeon, all that kind of fun stuff at Viacom. I worked for Fox before it was Fox News. And then I had baby and stayed home, right? Stayed home for a couple of years. I went back, got my nutrition certification because I saw how crazy lunch was at elementary school. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners, I don't know, I know we can't go in now, but when my kids were in elementary school, it was like Lunchables and those disgusting bread things with the peanut butter and jelly in the middle. Do you remember those? Yeah, boy, that that was like the thing that you got in, it was already made in that kind of like pita sandwich. So bad like 75 grams of sugar. So I started helping moms and dads learn how to feed their kids. I did the food coach, the the health coaching for a while. I got um, IIN certified, you know, all that stuff. But then I became a food blogger because I really loved not only helping people with food, but taking the photographs and putting it out there. I got picked up by Dr. Oz. Like one of his producers saw my stuff. I answered a Harrow, which is helpareporterout.com. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes and we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I got my first break in TV in front of the camera of the Dr. Oz show. So national oh show. God. I, you know what? I, I swear I've heard snippets of this story, but not this whole one. I'm like, wow, did she just drop all of this information? <laughs> I didn't even know that was your story. Yeah. You know, I, I actually became a Dr. Oz blogger for a couple of years, which meaning I was all over his website. I get to go on stage, you know, on the set with him a couple of times, you know, I had the ability to be in his aura. So I not only was on his website once, I was on the website with my recipes because I kept calling the PR, sorry, the social media person and not the producer. You know, I figured out the way to leverage that one appearance into many more appearances. And then I had a book idea. And I don't know about you. I think Rachel, you're more, you're better like this than I am. But I was like, I'm, I know this is not helping. I'm going to get done by myself. I just knew that it wasn't going to happen. I was literally shopping this book around. I should have called you, found a friend, a new friend. I mean, we created the book called Clean Cocktails, Righteous Recipes for the Modern Mixologist. We got it published without the 50,000 followers or the $50,000 that sometimes you need to publish it. And I mean, like, actually published, not self-published. And I, it's horrible that I need to make that distinction but when you think about credibility and you think about what you want, to, the trajectory of where you want your business to go, that credibility really matters because now I had a product. Now I can say not only am I a health coach and not only am I on Dr. Oz, but now I have a book so I can come on your show and make cocktails, which I've been doing for the last couple of years after the, after the book was published. But what else happened after the book was published is that I started asking to do keynotes. I've been a speaker my whole life. I was like the 16-year-old representative at the Yol Chatzmaut celebration, the Israel Independence Day celebration, in front of like thousands of people. And it was like, hi, you know, one of those. And I was doing all these speaking engagements and realized how much I actually knew about the online business world because I had been in it for so long. And how much I really love talking about business and publicity and media more than telling overprivileged women to eat broccoli and not drink a bottle of wine every night. I'm going to say it. Like, it's, it's like- the truth. The thing that I love about you even talking about what propelled you is I think a lot of coaches and people in the wellness space, whether it's a chiropractor, functional medicine practitioner, health coach, because everyone is going online. And I don't, and and it's not just because of pandemic. We've been in this trajectory and now we're just a little fast forward. So I love that you even talked about this was what inspired you to become a nutrition coach, but you were really able to take that passion, not just sit on the sideline, 
but really go after in the same way you went after Leno. Go after these, you know, I'm not going to reach out to the producer. I'm going to reach out to the person social media. And I think for anybody listening who might say, you know, oh, wow, but she's always been this great public speaker because I am not. That's my biggest fear to be able to really sit there and say, but this is more a personality because what I'm really oh, hearing yeah. from you and I hope coaches take this away is you really have to have a clear idea of where you want to go, even if you don't know how to get there. Yeah. And I don't think you know how to need to know how to get there. Like I want to be on TV. That's what I like to do. It's so much fun. I can't wait to help you get on TV. Like it's so much fun and I love it so much, but you know what I have, I'd like to have my own talk show. What's my trajectory? How am I going to get there? I think being on TV a lot and helping others figure it out and doing stuff like this, that's going to help me get there. Do I know that a producer or development person is going to listen to this podcast or watch the YouTube and go, hey, I want Beth on my show. I, I just put it out there. So you never know. Maybe it might happen. But it's just having that goal and figuring out what your path is that's never straight at all. You know, like, just go back to Dr. Oz for a second. So I was on for the first time. This is the worst story ever. Get your tissues, ladies <laughs> and men. I'm on Dr. Oz. I, you know, I'm like flying high. I'm doing my Instagram on the way there in the in the green room and I'm talking and taking pictures with him and I'm talking about it for days on social media. I actually four days later, three or four days later, I go back to my MailChimp, which I was using at the time, and I realized it was on pause. Uh, it, hurt, it still hurts. It still hurts. So I had thousands, thousands of people come to my website that week and I captured zero. Oh my god. Zero. That's my why behind helping women like us and definitely in the health and wellness industry, figure out how to get media. Cause honestly, between you and I and everybody listening, it's not that hard. It's making sure your business is really set up for it. And yeah, that means the business foundations. That means the messaging, that means the branding, but how you're forward facing all the stuff that you're trying to accomplish. That's really what's going to get you to the next level. When you, when you, of course, put out this book, did you have the same, I want to be on TV at that point? Or was this, was putting that book out there and really saying, wow, this is, I, I love what I created and I really want to share this with other people. Was that a big propelling, propel to say, you know what, I'm going to go after it. I'm going to, I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to go after what I really, really want because this is what calls to me. Well, you know, it was like, I knew that people wanted to have cocktails and I, so anybody that we told about the book was like, that's a great idea. Send me a copy. So I knew that I could transfer those skills that I had learned into getting on TV and being on there. I wouldn't say that I was like, now I can be on TV. It was more of like, how can I leverage all the hard work? Because being drunk for the first four months of 2016, 17 wasn't easy. I'm not a I'm not a big drinker. I'm a good drinker, but literally we had a test every drink. Like you couldn't, so my, I have also, so my kids were in high school, uh, middle school, high school at that point. And they literally would come home and I'd be asleep on the couch, cast out from drinking because I would have to, I'd have to make a drink, take a few sips. I didn't drink the whole thing, but I had to make like six cocktails because we had a short time frame for the book. So I know it's funny to say that, but is actually what happened. I gained a little weight and I drank a lot for the first four months of that year. And then you cleansed your body. <laughs> then I cle oh my God. And then I super cleansed everything and everything went, look, my hair looks so much nicer now. Um, <laughs> but you know, TV wasn't like that end goal. Now it's that end goal. Now it's like, 
There's a woman who has a show on New York area called Tony on. I don't know if you remember it. It's always, it's been for a very long time. She literally was going into restaurants and like in the kitchen and would like talk to the chef and taste the food. That was a whole show. Oh, wow. And what? I was like, I could have my like small NBC local TV show. Like I would just be so happy. Let's even, because I, I'm even sitting here going, oh my God, this is such an amazing story. And I want to bring it back to some of these essential steps, because I know if even I was listening to it, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm not like Beth. Even, even as you're, as you're talking and, and this is why I love the transparency on this show is I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do that. Look how she's just able to come up with this great titles. And we all have our inner critic. We all have our own inner critic, our own BS that stops us from really going to that next place. And you and I have always talked about, you know, not knowing what that next step is, but acting as if and moving forward. And so I want to break it down for this person that says, Beth, I know that I need this visibility. I don't want to do what everyone else does and pray for the algorithms and hope (laughs) that I get found because I know getting to that six figure plus mark is going to require me to have that trust that gets built from having media and visibility. So can you walk me because I of course want to hear this too. Give me some real tangible steps we talked about Harrow. Can you can you dive a little into yes. Harrow first? Because I think that's that's something nobody talks about. And I remember being introduced to that when I did when I signed up for a course that was about right. you know how do you pay? Yeah. Before I say that, I want to say this. This has taken twelve years for me to feel like this. And I and I have to say, like if you talked to me in November or December, this conversation would be different because my mindset was different. Like my mindset is right right now because I can talk like this. But if anyone listening wants to go back to any podcast I was on last year, I didn't sound like this because I wasn't there yet. My heart wasn't there yet. My blocks were in my way. I went. I was telling Rachel earlier, I went for a, a walk with the dogs on Sunday and I walked out of the house going, what am I doing? Like, this is so hard. Yeah. Like, am I doing the right thing? And I had to give myself a pep talk, go wait, wait a minute and actualize what I've created right now and that it's working right now, but you know, February, 2020, it wasn't working like this. So I don't want anyone thinking like best been like this forever because it's not, it's actually this, this season right now, you're capturing me on a good day. Last week, I might've been crying already. We don't know. But even (laughs) full transparency and let's talk about reality because you and I, even before we go onto this next part of explaining some tips and tangibles, I want to even dive and talk about this area a little more because whenever somebody sees even as I said, my my inner like inner critic and and person as you were talking, I was like, oh, she's just she can do this. I mean, I'm not going to be able to do it. And we all have that kind of stuff, but it's how we handle saying to ourselves, you know what? Maybe it's not where it needs to be in perfection, but I'm going to keep taking these steps. I'm going to keep asking myself, what's getting in my way? What are these old stories like? lack of self-confidence, the stuff that I talk oh, about a lot. Totally. So even give give the listeners just when when you find that you're having that day, because I think we all have that day and everyone always thinks it's 
perfect and everything's great. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's also what stops people from then going, oh, wait, I have to be in this uncomfiness to get to the next place. What, what pushes you through when you're in that place? It's so funny you asked that because last, the end of last year, I was asked to add to a book like I one of those compilation books for Amazon, Amazon bestseller, you know, one of those. And the whole, everything I wrote about was exactly what we were talking about. I was in, I, the last three years have been really hard for my family. We had lots, we had, I was in a really bad car accident. My son got really sick. Thank God he's fine now. My father-in-law, unfortunately, was taking out the garbage and got hit by a truck and didn't, didn't survive eventually out of that. And I laid in bed for nine months and self-medicated for nine months, you know, so I had to go through all that and I and I had a very hard time releasing all of that trauma. And then when I thought I had released all that trauma beginning of last year, guess what? I mm. didn't because I didn't launch last year. Yeah. My sales page has been done since last year. The emails have been written since I mean last February. My posts have been written since everything's been written since last year, but I couldn't get myself to launch. I'm launching the end of next this month. Oh, this month. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give like, you my launch juju. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But like, so that's been sitting there for a year and it took me a year to figure out how to get myself through it. And what I got myself through it was talking to you, was mm. my girl squad. Yeah. It was other listening to podcasts like this go, Beth was stuck for nine months in bed because mm -hmm. she was so traumatized. And then another year that she could, she had it all done and she couldn't launch and she's on national TV shows. No, I couldn't do it. My head wasn't right. I wasn't yeah. in the right place. I just wanted. You, you've given me chills because especially in this last year, I know, and, and I would say, I'm gonna be 46 this month. Even in just those 40s, it's like, who am I anymore? My kids don't need me. What am I doing? All that stuff. And I, the rawness that you just shared on what it is often like inside the head, yeah. even though we see a certain thing on social media or just like you shared, you had these opportunities, but but sometimes we're not ready yet or, I was not ready. you know, I love, I mean, I don't even think I can add to any of that because I know a person listening is going to say, wow, you know, I thought it was X, Y, Z. And I think we get hit with having these real talks and then we hear, oh, wow. So you felt X, you felt like depressed or you felt off. Oh. I know that I have felt that. And I just keep saying totally. every day, I'm going to talk to somebody, I'm going to share it, I'm going to move on and I'm going to tap back into like why I do this. And that's what helps. It's my, like, I call it girl squad, but I have a couple girl squads, you know, and, a, and that I was having those conversations with that. I, so I have one that I'm in New Jersey. So I have one that's just here. That's like a mastermind that we continued. I shared it on the call, cried the whole time. I could cry right now. My friend who lives from the call, who I've never met in person, drives 40 minutes and shows up at my doorstep at nine o'clock the next morning. Oh, like, it says, let's go for a walk. It changed everything, everything, because I needed someone to show up for me the yeah. way I didn't need someone to show up for me. The way that you show like, up for other people. And I think, thank you. I appreciate that. I think that that's the part when I look at coaches, like why we get so emotional, why I cry, why you're crying right now is because we come to 
we come to this profession usually because we are inspired to help somebody else not feel the pain that we feel or that we see something really broke in the world. But many of us have a passion that is so deep. We often, and I think this is the perfect segue, we often feel like we don't know how to say what we do. We don't know how to explain that transformation. We know that we feel as passionate and heartfelt as you feel because that person was in a way a coach, just showing you the way back home yeah. to yourself, exactly. which is what a coach is. But we come into this business and we get strangled. Like, am I saying this right? And then we mm -hmm. say things like, why well, help people to feel better in their body? which I think segues us right into this next part, which is right. how essential it is to have clarity when you are pitching, when you are looking for media coverage, when you're looking for TV. So I know that we were going to talk about Harrow as yeah, a opportunity because I think a lot of coaches are being shoved down their throat, social media, social media, instead of let's talk visibility. Yeah, no, it's connection, relationships, and collaboration. That's what it's all about. And then if you ask me, where's my success come from? It comes from my friends and my colleagues. That's where it comes from. It doesn't come from me sending blind emails to a thousand emails a week. It doesn't come from me scouring social media for opportunities. I let the universe kind of bring me stuff. But Harrow is a bit, it's like, a, it's low hanging. You talk about low hanging fruit all the time. Harrow is a low hanging fruit helperreporterout.com. It's a listserv. You sign up and you get, and you can tell them what categories you want emails from. And you get those emails three times a day. And those are journalists, experts, bloggers, podcast hosts, people like us looking for other people. And you literally go in there and answer. So my first Dr. Oz appearance was a harrow. That's where I got from. They were looking for somebody to talk about avocado deviled eggs. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> I made avocado. I didn't make them. Somebody else made them. And I showed up and they were like, these are avocado deviled eggs, Dr. Oz. You should eat it. Like the, everyone, you know, the, the perfect, that perfect word comes in a lot. And I was like, I don't know who's perfect. Nothing's perfect. Your message isn't going to be perfect. Your story is not going to be perfect. But if you can tell me in 19 words what you do right now, meaning it might change next season. It might change in next quarter. It just needs to be right now for this piece of what you're doing. And that's it. And when, when you're working with somebody to really create that strategy for publicity, can you give a few, like, these are the non-negotiables. This is what I would require working with somebody. But, and if you're doing this as a solo entrepreneur, prepping to get to that stage of working with you, what are some steps that we can also leave with? And I think that was a double question. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, well, first thing is like, you have to have, a real business outlook, right? Like if to become like, I know we're being completely honest here. If you are too afraid to get on the stage or get in front of 10 people, then you're not ready for me. If that's the, that's the honest truth. If you want to be on stages, if you want to be on TV and you're scared and you're like, I don't know if I can do that, then you're ready for somebody like me because I'm not here to take you out of your shell and help you with your mindset. Like that's not who I am. What I am is like, you've built this great small business, right? You have a hundred really, really engaged people, but now we need to let a hundred thousand people know about you. So what's your message? What is your, your, I always say your, your holistic view of your business look like meeting. If I just, somebody said, go find Rachel Feldman. Okay. 
So I'm going to go to social media. I find the right Rachel Feldman. <laughs> and then, because there's a lot of them, right? <laughs> and then I'm going to, if I can grasp what you do from your social and your website and your Instagram and the email list that I'm on, and I can say, oh, Rachel does A, B, and C, then you are 100% ready. But what I do with my clients is I get them to that point. We figure out exactly what your messaging is. Because I know, I'm sure you've done this too. Somebody will come to me and be like, I'm really having trouble with my messaging. I'm like, okay, tell me what you do. And they tell me their message. It's not like, it's not rocket science. Yeah. Well, I'm afraid of doing it right. The part of that is what we alluded to. It is that it's that ownership, which I feel is different from even mindset. It's, as you said, you were like, I knew what I wanted to do. And then I just, boom, stepped into it. And then I feel like people do know, but I'm not going to say anything. We're going to go on to the, we're going to let you go on to the next one. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's the, I think people are like, I want to get on Good Morning America. Not even think, I get phone calls all the time or emails. I want to get on Good Morning America. I'm like, that's so nice. Okay. It does happen. You know, I, I'm not the normal, the normal trajectory is not get right on Good Morning to Dr. Oz. I'm a, I was an ex-TV producer. He knew who I was. I, you know, I had a little relationship going there. But I always say, like, let's start where you are because Good Morning America is great. But I know a candle company that was in the steals and deals and they have such bad press now because they couldn't fulfill the orders from it. And they didn't communicate to their audience like, hey, we're having problems with our candle manufacturing. You're going to have to wait six months. Instead, they were just silent. So now everyone thinks they're a bad candle company. And I don't know what's going to happen. So it's thinking about what you're ready for. Like if you're just starting out, I'm like, okay, where's your local news station? What's your local, like I started at my high, local high school TV station. That was my first, you know, like TV experience because I knew I needed to be in front of the camera and see what it's like, make sure I can know what I do. And I, before COVID, I would go back three, four times a year to practice mm-hmm. so I could have that, that, that idea of what I would be saying because I'm not a script person. And I just kind of talk off the cuff, but I have like three or four ideas in my head. But having like that message down or having an idea of what that message could be and then having the assets to go with it. You don't need 100,000 followers because how many times do you look at somebody's Instagram? Oh, I'll tell you. I'm like, I'll tell you the story. This woman wanted to work with me. I actually went to, I went and worked with her people. Like I went to, I do a lot of like, I'll come into your group and talk to your people, which I love because it's my favorite thing to do. So, but I'm looking at her social and she's got 32,000 followers and she's got 17 likes and no comments. What does that say to you? Yeah. Well, we all know what that says. Right. But it's, you'd be surprised how many people who aren't, who are in the industry that don't understand they need to look at that because they just see the 32. They're like, oh, she must be a big deal. But guess what? You look at my, I think on my blue barn kitchen, I have 3,500, but I have 3,500 people who actually are waiting for my next cocktail. So mm-hmm. having that engaged audience, which is not posting on social media all the time, it's sending emails, it's nurturing your people, it's texting everybody who's commented in the last five t- posts saying, thanks for post, thanks for commenting. I really appreciate it. It means so much to me. Like if somebody reached out, out to me, I, you can reach out. I had the purple hair a couple of weeks ago. You reached out to me. You're like, nice purple hair. I did, I, it was a filter. It was a filter. People. A filter. I was like, you go. I said, you go girl. Like, look at you. But I had like several people do the same thing. And then my mom was like, your hair is not purple, is it? But just the fact that somebody was paying attention. And then because the way that I am, I texted them back. And guess what? One of the people is now a new client. 
And it wasn't, I wasn't looking for new clients, but because she not only was engaged with what I was doing and appreciated that I said, Hey babe, thanks for paying attention to me. Oh. Cause sometimes it's lonely over here. She was like, she's like, how do I work with you? And now she's one of my clients. So it's, it's really through that personal connection, not this big machine, because I firmly believe like the people who are those big people, right? That Amy Porterfield, that Jenna Kutcher, all these people, the people that they interact with is very small. And that's not my goal. My goal is to, ha is to have an impact on your life. And I'm, which I'm like, I know your kids' names. I'm sending you a birthday card. When it's not Corona, we're, home, we're having a cocktail in my backyard. Like, that's what I want to have. And that's the feeling that I want to have. Like, we've never met in person, but I feel like I feel close to you because we've had those kind of interactions. I know. I mean, even before we recorded, I said something. You were asking about my hydration. And I said, oh, yeah, this is Ultima. My husband brings it in. And you even said, oh, yeah, we love Scott. We love Scott. And I think that's, that's, the, that's one of the things that I always get from you in even understanding, you know, what are these steps of visibility? It's to connect with people. I mean, I see you for moderators, for, for people who are in the same industry. I see you always putting yourself out there and also making sure that you connect with that person because this is a relationship business. Totally. So and I can tell you that like, I need that just as much as it's good for both of us. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about. Like how is what you're doing fulfilling those, your needs? I'm a middle child and I like attention if you can't tell. Well, why do I like attention, right? I like attention because I was bullied as a little kid and I still am afraid people aren't going to show up for me. So if you're paying attention, you're showing up for me. So like, mm -hmm. what is what is your, what's your mess? And how do you make it, maybe not your message, but how do you make it a part of how you're, how you're interacting and how you show up? I did a video four I'm years ago that said, I'm, I think even for maybe somebody who's brand new, when you're saying part of your message, it's like part of the story that would make you an interesting person to feature, whether it be locally at a, at a new station or whether it be you pitching yourself to opportunities. And right. as you said, an looking, yep. Yeah, so I, I had a, a consult with a guy yesterday who has instant Amazon TV show, which I didn't know that was a thing. If you go to Amazon, they do have TV shows, you know, like yeah. so he's a Marine. And I said to him, I was like, that's your pitch. Marine starts podcast. New Jersey mom starts podcast. New Jersey mom launches health and wellness program. You know, Florida mom has a hundred thousand followers and all she wants to do is drink her ultralight. Like, you know, <laughs> like whatever, you know, but it's, it's anything that you're doing. It's a mess of your message is actually not your media message. Okay. It's because your message is your services, what you offer, your earrings, your iPod, your iPad covers, your iPod covers, like whatever you're doing. But your my message under all of that for my business itself is create your own opportunities for success. That's not my tagline. My tagline is, I have a new one, undiscovered to unforgettable. I'm very <laughs> excited about it. That's a good one. But that's, that's my media message, right? My media message is about collaboration and creating your opportunities and stepping into yourself. So when you think about what you do, what can you pull out of that? That's your media message. What's in your framework that you can pull out of your services and out of your collateral? Like, look at your opt-in. What are the five hacks that you're giving? What are the five tips that you're giving? That's your media message. I think a lot of people think, 
I have to create this whole media thing. I'm like, no, just go into the that first email you wrote and what were you talking about? And any like any list is a is a pitch. Any anything that you're listening to and you lean in or your audience leans in, that's your pitch. So I want people thinking about it differently than what their mar- marketing message is, because media is a part of your marketing, but your media message is a part of your heart. Because when people see you on TV, magazines, podcasts, I don't want to think it's only TV. It's podcasts like this and magazines. But when they're watching or reading or listening to you and they can hear, see, and feel your heart, that's Mm. actually when they're going to go to your website. Because if they don't, they're not going to even your Instagram. So if I can break it down on a simple framework, would it be number one is, is that tip? Just like you said, like the five hacks that you do for you know, being a super crazy mom in, in today so that you'll better poop. And then it's, but it, then oh, I love poop ones. I love poop. That was I actually one of my biggest YouTube videos. <laughs> and I forget what TV show had actually reached out to me and said, this was so many years ago, back in the day, I said, we would love you to talk about poop. Poop lady. <laughs> Maybe you don't want to be the poop lady, but seriously, somebody out there, please be the poop lady because I talk, I used to talk about poop every day with my clients. And if somebody would step up as like America's poop lady, oh my gosh. Okay. I just got the chills. That means that for me, that's a good idea. So if somebody's listening, DM me, I want to be America's poop lady. Okay, go on. Sorry. No, would you, would you say for this hack, then the second part of it is define, of course, what is that pitch? The second part of it is how how are you going to be seen differently that makes somebody want to right. lean in, make somebody want to say, oh, wow, everyone else is talking poop, but he or she is really solo focusing in on a little of this backstory on why poop is so essential. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, yeah, totally. Like if you can say from constipation to good bowel movements, like who's not going to go? Yeah. Let me tell me how. Because millions of American, Americans are constipated every day, right? And then you're going to talk about IBSC, you know? And then you can talk about your whatever degrees you have or what your specialty is. But getting that lean in moment, and it's, like, it's that hook. It's that I want more interesting information. But, you know, starting out, like if you're wherever you are, there's a local paper. You know, that local paper will do a story on, uh, you know, Pennsylvania mom starts X, to help X, like that is a good place to start, but having that real clear message of what you're gonna talk about as X. And again, it just needs to be for now. I have five media messages, it's not one, because I have five different media messages going to five different kinds of platforms, right? My mind, body, green, and my thrive might be different than when I'm doing CNN and HLN. Not might, they're gonna be different. So you can have all those different avenues, but it's just really having that clear, why it's important and how you can connect and resonate with that audience. Because remember, you're, it's not about you. It's about how you're going to educate. Like I'm on here because I'm going to educate your audience. It has nothing to do with me or my audience. It's all about your people. That what you just said clicked, meaning if we took the, if we took the poop, you know, having amazing poop, pooping like a rock star, pooping, you know, (laughs) pooping like a rock star, really then taking it and breaking it down and saying for this specific media outlet, I'm going to actually talk about entrepreneurial women because this outlet I feel has that most trending while this other one, I'm going to talk about like 
maybe the best probiotics for women in their 30s who, you know, just had a baby because that's a parenting magazine. Right. And but the, the checklist or the, the, is all the same. are the same thing. Yeah. It's Got just it. a oh. different point of view. That's it. That's the difference. Like you're not supposed to, you know, I hate the word supposed to post the same things on Instagram than you are on Facebook. So why would you say those three platforms should have the same thing or even the different, you know, like you and I, our podcast are the same in saying that it's real raw conversation, but other than that, they're not similar at all, but they're still podcasts. I, that example that you just gave as you were breaking it down in the types of different media pitches, I always think that's the same thing as thinking about your different ideal client avatars, their buyer personality, not even, and it's, it goes way past demographics. You're really thinking about like, what for this one type of person do they really need to hear? And so what you're saying is it's all the same product per se, or the tip, but you're really developing these different messages that still serve your business, that still lead people to your opt-in or your website, right. but that you're messaging in these ways that are very specific for the outcome that you know that person needs to hear. Exactly. Because it needs to be different for because you're giving content to another person for their job. I mean, let's let's break down the producer. You know, I, I, producer, editor, podcast host. That person needs you just as much as you need them. Like, I really want you to hear that because your content is what's makes them successful in their job. If they don't have you, they need to go out and find you. And it's a lot easier to, to have you say, hey, I'm over here than to go find you in a haystack of people who say I'm a health coach mm-hmm. because who el- who isn't a health coach? But you're a special health coach because of X. Right. The myth that I want to dispel right now is that producers don't make the decisions. The producer you're working with, the editor you're working with, even the podcast connection, if they're not the host or the decision maker, that all has to be checked by somebody else. So let me give you a visual. When I worked in TV at The Tonight Show, we were in a large conference room and each producer, which there's five producers a show, had to get up and say, these are my story ideas. And I remember this woman standing up and the producer going, no, 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 sit down. And she didn't have a segment on the show that week. Like that's, you know, you watch um, 30 Rock in the, the writer's room. Like that's really what it's like. So you have to think about, and I, like, I almost feel like have sympathy for what their life is like. They got a thousand emails a day. So yeah, make their life easier, yeah. right? Have it written out. Have what the segment's going to look like. So I'm also, I don't know if you know this. I'm actually an interim foster mom. Yeah, I do know that actually. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things that I do. So I take babies that need to have a, have a home be- between the mom and the adopter. Right. So when I pitch that segment and I'm getting close to a national show, I'm very excited. I have everything written out to the fact of like, here's the phone number of a family that will come on and surprise okay. me to be on the show so that you can have the other side of the story. Right. If otherwise it's like a flat story. Play, play out that TV show. And, and I think the part that I want to even go back and just mention before we we wrap this up because guys, I feel like we could go on forever talking about this, is that you even said something specifically about both our podcasts are about like real and raw talk, but they're completely different. And 
And even a few times you've even said to the audience, like you are different. People need you. Or maybe I, I hurt, but that's, yeah. that's this big message that we, that we're, I'm hearing from you. It's like, don't doubt yourself. You're ready for media. You're ready for TV opportunities. You just need to believe in yourself and really say, what are the tips that just really showcase who I am? And then how can I, how can I play out this script to help this person who I'm pitching to see, wow, they've really taken some time to inform me, talk about, you know, past past reasons why this is so important, who this serves, why is this not being taught right in the industry? Am I am I feeling it a little? Oh, yeah. You know, anything that can make somebody stop and think for a split second, because that's all they have, then you're gonna get in. But I want you to, I want everyone to not think about this piece of it. I want you to go into your opt-ins or go into your, who doesn't have the download, right? Their document PDF folder and find something with five hacks. That's, and then just start sharing that with people in the media. What I used to do is I literally would go to my Facebook town's Facebook page and write, who knows somebody in media? I have a few ideas. And guess what? People want to help you. Like it's not, so, I said to you earlier, I can get you media in three hours, getting your business ready, your mind ready and learning how to leverage it. That's the hard part. And that's what I help with, right? I help with the whole sphere so that you can actually be successful in it. But reaching out and letting people know what you're trying to accomplish. But the, the idea between having the idea and getting to the producer doesn't need to be that long. And this is, this is my real advice. Don't think about it, just do it. Because if you think about it, the imposter syndrome comes in, you're gonna stop yourself, it's not perfect. Like, and don't think that one email is gonna make a difference. Like when I say one email is not gonna make a difference, you're gonna send that email 12 times to the same person over four months and then maybe still not get an answer. So don't like, don't even think about that piece of it. Just start putting it out there. And the more and the more that you put it out there, it does come to you because I firmly believe that what you're, if you don't share what you do, you are actually doing a disservice to the world. The energy of the world needs you to do that. And I know people say that, but I don't know. I really believe it. I really believe that our genius needs to put out there our genius needs to be set forward. And if you're keeping it to yourself, like what are you doing to help the world be better? And what impact are you making by being quiet? None. So being in action does not leave space for that craziness. So when I talk about I do stuff, I don't think about it first. I just do it. I just email. Like I I literally emailed somebody the other day for a national TV show for chefs. And I was like, I can make cocktails. And I just send it out there. And my Am I the people they asked for? Are they probably going to answer me? Probably not. But who? But the that fact out. that now I'm on their I'm on their radar when they're doing something cocktails, I might come up. So it's, it's that's such a great piece of advice because I can't tell you how many times I sat in perfection when I was was writing a Huff Post, writing my body great. I mean, just and I wish that I could go back to the older me and say, girl, <laughs> just let go. And I, and I think that's such an important thing for us to hear because too often we don't do. And then somebody else who says like, you, I'm going to do it is the one that gets that opportunity. It's all about creating the opportunities for yourself. That's what I'm so passionate about is if you're going to send that email, if you're going to send an email and DM me that you did it, you're going to create an opportunity because now I know who you are and I'm going to give you a little advice and you're going to make a difference. Like, right. Aren't we all in this to make a difference and an impact sort of what we're in this is to fulfill some hole in ourselves by making an impact. So and being honest about that piece, I think is a big different differentiator. 
And then I think the part that we really touched on, and I think it's just a beautiful way to close is that, you know, in your, in you sharing your journey, it just shows that, you know, you never know what that next stop is going to be, but if you continue to step up, stop staying in victimhood, stop saying, oh, it's, it's this reason that I'm not getting hired. It's this reason that nobody liked. It's this reason that nobody damn. It's like, hey, honey, 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 hate to break it to you, but you're the reason. And I and not and I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying that to be real. It's like get right with your heart on what you want to do and stop playing small. Yep. It's if you're if you want to be in my club, it's real life, real talk. It's, it's, it's where I've always come from. Maybe it's my my Jewish North Jerseyness, which I'm actually leaning into a lot lately. But I think we need to have these real conversations because that highlight really nobody needs it anymore. It's not working. Nobody wants it. So go so on to your social media. Be ourselves and connect with people. Go on your social media and say, hey, people, I've been working this a really long time. I'm having a bad day. What do you do for your bad day? See what happens. Get, ask some high engaging yeah. questions. See what happens when you ask your and stop overthinking the process. Beth, it was so awesome for you to be here. And guys, I will just say what Beth said about going into a Dropbox. That's exactly why you've seen me say, here, I'm going to take one of our workshops and I'm going to show you how you can use this for content because that's what content does. We all feel scared in some degree, unless you're just a born speaker like Beth. But I would say I'm not. I had to teach myself and I had to have that content there so that I could take a breath and manage my own anxiety and step into my purpose, stop thinking about myself and really think about my um, potential client. So guys... Best information is going to be, of course, in the show notes. If you have any questions, I would definitely follow her. And I will say this: her cocktail book is <laughs> adorable and her lives are adorable. So definitely follow her on social media. Thank All you right. So much, you have any words you want to say to everyone on the peace out part? I love you. I really do. I really do. I love you. And I want us all to level up together. And how we do that is through community and honest, vulnerable talk. That's it. That's it, babes. All right. Put the hands up. We're going to do a little dance on that. Uh, isn't we that do the Jersey dance? <laughs> I have to tell you, just on a total end segue, Jersey Shore, you had me. <laughs> you know what, guys? I'm a little, I'm just struggling to stay in the fist pump these days. <laughs> but with that being said, all right, guys. Do what you need to do. And with that being said, we will see you on the flip side. Bye, guys. All right, guys. That is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash 
podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.